Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, aka Lawrence Holmes. My next guest was like, I have to get back on the podcast. That's because Ricky Barnes hosts the Late Night Lake Show podcast. We had a lot of fun talking about the demise of the Lakers earlier in the spring, but things have gotten a little bit better for them now. Now they've they've got Boogie Cousins and they've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James is switching jersey numbers. So we thought that we would invite Ricky back onto the podcast and talk a little bit about the Western Conference and a lot about his Lakers and why he's so happy. Enjoy. All right, man. Let's do this thing. Um, so um, how you feeling right now, Ricky? How are things? Well, you know what time does to the to the soul ah. it gives us opportunity to heal, my brother. Everything's doing. We're doing all right, you know. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. I feel like I needed to come and give an update on the state of our Los Angeles Lakers. Clearly, we had a lot go down the past couple of weeks, but. You know, I look around and um, the dark skies might be behind us, my man. <laughs> uh, well, wait, before we go celebrating a title uh, for the other occupant uh, at the Staples Center, I want you to take me back to to Saturday morning when you found out that Kawhi was going to the Clippers. Oh, man, you can make me relive this. All right, so I'm out for a friend's birthday Saturday night, right? And we were at the bars. I decided out of all days to in, to go with the tequila. I felt like a lot was going to go down that night. So I'm The devil's there. drink. Yeah, right? You know, I, high energy drink. You know how it is. I am sitting there waiting for any notification. Obviously, we're at a boiling point uh, Saturday evening. All of a sudden, all my Twitter notifications blow up and I'm reading them and I, you know, a little, little blurry at the time. And I see Los Angeles. I see Kawhi Leonard. Then I see shocking. And I'm like, Oh no. Did he do the unthinkable? Like, Lord, I'm not going to lie to you. Like it, it sobered me up so much so that I immediately went straight to the bar and ordered one more shot of tequila. Cause I couldn't comprehend <laughs> that Kawhi Leonard spurned the Los Angeles Lakers. For the JV team at Staples Center, that was, man, that was a lot to take in. And I think what really took me over the top is when that second notification came in and said that Paul George was coming with him. I was like, oh, this was a whole operation and a whole situation that Kawhi was pulling from the the behind the scenes. Shout out to him, but I'm not going to lie. I was floored, man. Absolutely floored. Does it feel like Kawhi Leonard rooked the Lakers organization? Yes, it does. And I'll tell you why I feel like that. Kawhi has always been known as the non-audible star. He doesn't talk to anyone, at least anyone in the media, right? So all we had to go off of is speculation. Oh, Where's Kawhi's plane? Did he fly to Toronto? Did he fly back? What's Uncle Dennis saying? Is it Uncle Dennis's birthday? All of these rumors, when I'm posting them up on my whiteboard and trying to put it together, trying to figure out a murder mystery, pointed me to the Lakers. And then to find out that he asked for the Lakers to push back their meeting same day, just so he can 
go hang out with Paul George and continue to try to steal him away from another professional basketball team. We won't talk about that, though. Just funny if LeBron did something like that, where would we be? But anyways, and then he asked the Lakers or his representatives asked that they postpone the completion of the Anthony Davis trade for a day or two without any reason given. For him to do both those things, Lawrence, and then to find out that he was wheeling and dealing the entire time, oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That was big bank take little bank. Like, I was a mixture of absolutely picked off, and you know what? Kind of got to hand it to him. He did it kind of the both way. I'm not even going to lie. We were just at the short end of the stick for it. It, it is very impressive because – in today's day of, of information and the way information gets passed around via social media and media itself, the fact that no one had this. No the, one. The, the fact that he basically told people, if it gets out, you're out. I, I, I don't know if we've seen a bigger flex by an NBA player ever. This is a record book one, right? This is one where you start looking at the totality of the history of our league and watching the development of player mobility and players getting more and more power and taking control of their future. We, the only thing that this would compare to is LeBron's decision. And that was in all intents and purposes, a pretty loud development, but LeBron at the same time did his wheeling and dealing behind the scenes. And only a small number of people knew in the media, no one knew about this. And it's 2019 LeBron's decision. What? seven, eight, nine years ago. And for the age that we are in of information, uh, Lawrence, I was on my phone all the time. Anytime I or you decide to tweet, I turn your notification on, I get it instantly, my man. The fact that we get stuff so fast and the fact that it was so Fort Knox, that's a, you know, you tip the cap to him and his team. But I guess when you look at it, you kind of have to keep a little, uh, secrecy if you're trying to steal a player from another franchise again sorry i won't dive into all that but i just find it's a little ironic that the two players that went to the clippers were both la natives or california natives that the lakers were targeting in back-to-back years i think that was the cherry on top but no shout out to Kawhi for how he handled it i'm not even gonna lie that was pretty good is it crazy for me to look at Russell Westbrook like Will Smith looked at the end of Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> oh my God! We're just like, where, where, what? Oh, this is this is what we're left with. Oh, let's, let, let's see. James Harden's gone. Kevin Durant's gone. Paul George is gone. It's... It is. Lauren, do you look? You you write them. You write those names. You see that OKC. Has now is now going to lose five All Stars in seven years. Wow. Russ, it might very well be on his way to South Beach or New York or Detroit. And then you look at what OKC did during this tenure of having how many Hall of Famers come through that organization, and to be left with a Russell Westbrook that is now aware that you tried deporting him to Canada. Um, I think he might be uh, picking out his favorite, you know, fitted short shorts for South Beach at this point in time because 
I, I don't know if anybody's going to be in that empty mansion by the time the season starts in OKC. There's part of me that feels like Russ woke up Saturday morning and immediately went to the gym. Like, immediate, like, like couldn't probably, like, kissed his wife and his, his kid and just was like, I need to go lift weights all day today because that's the only way I'm going to be able to get my frustration out. Him and Jimmy Butler, two players with literally the biggest chips on their shoulders and kind of maybe for no reason yep. <laughs> on the same team. I saw somebody tweet out that they're going to be breaking backboards in warm-ups just from all the pent-up uh, uh, aggressive energy that they have, and especially what Russ is about to use as fuel. I mean, the man's coming off of, what, two, three seasons with uh, straight triple-doubles. I don't know how you top that. If I was Russ, I think I'm going for Duncan on every star in the league coming up this year. Because they're not going to – look, OKC currently constructed will not be competing for a playoff spot. I feel pretty confident about that. If Russ goes to, say, a Detroit or Miami or a team that they're actually contending, oh, you're about to see a whole different level of Westbrook. Now, whether that, you know, translates into efficiency, eh, but we're about to, about to see a whole lot of energy come out of that man uh, coming into this year. Okay, I've spent 10 minutes talking to you about what happened over the weekend and what's happening in the Western Conference. You are the host of the Late Night Lake Show. So yes. walk me through the Anthony Davis deal getting done and how you felt about it. Uh, now, that was one of the only transactions once the season ended that I – personally felt was a foregone conclusion you take a rob palinka who is the lone survivor of whatever we talked about last show i've already forgot about those bad times right and he had no other choice but getting this ad deal done so i had already mentally prepared myself for i don't really expect too many people to stay on the lakers after this one ad is worth that price and two OKC, I mean, excuse me, uh, New Orleans has already uh, rebuffed the Lakers and doesn't seem like they want to do business with them. So when it came down to it and I saw the list, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Lakers firstborn for the next eight years, um, it was it was pricey. <laughs> but, but, Lord, I thought instantly uh, to, like most things in life that have a nice uh, expensive price tag, if you want it and it's expensive, there's usually a reason why it's expensive. Anthony Davis, in my opinion, is a top five, top six talent in the league when healthy. His impact, offense and defense, both sides of the ball, is not matched as far as big men in this league. We, there's, a, there's a clip going around of him hitting a sham god on someone in a game last year. Seven-footers shouldn't be hitting any sham gods in any extent of the imagination. So when I think of how much I'm going to miss Lonzo Ball, when I think of how much I'm going to miss Brandon Ingram, I just jump right onto YouTube and I look up Anthony Davis's best top, uh, Anthony Davis top 100 plays. Lawrence, I can't get there is no existence of a Brandon Ingram top 100 plays. There is no existence of a Lonzo Ball top 100 plays because they don't exist. Right? They're still too young, and two. Injuries have plagued them a lot more than they have Anthony Davis these first two and three years, respectively, of their career. So, um, net, net, it was a lot. They could have kept some of those pick swaps, I guess, but 
Um, if the Lakers are competing for a championship these next four or five years, those pick swaps won't be executed anyway. So um, shout out to well, first of all, shout out to David Griffin. Can we both just like take a step back and appreciate what this man has done? He took a year off, Lawrence. This is what everybody should do. Just do a quick little sabbatical. Get your thoughts together. Get your life back in order. Figure out where you want to go with it. Hop back into the field you want, in the situation you want, and then absolutely crush it. He took the Lakers to the cleaners and then turned around and flipped that pick for more draft picks. And now he's sitting up here with a treasure chest of draft picks. Oh, yeah, and Zion Williamson and a playoff contending team. That's that's what adults do when they're good at their job. So, shout out to David Griffin. He knew that he had Rob Palenka in that situation. And shout out to Rob Palenka for mission accomplished on bringing in Anthony Davis on our Lakers. Ricky, when I've been talking about the Lakers and the idea of their pursuit of a third superstar, I've put the brakes on anyone who said that to me. And I'm like, I think Kyle Kuzma is capable of reaching superstar status. Am mm-hmm. I insane to think that? If you would have asked me five days ago, I would have been more open to the idea of uh, Kuz developing into a bona fide superstar. Uh, is this is this about the way that he walked out at at, at, at summer league? Where, didn't you call him a herb or something on Twitter? It, no, I need to be pettier than that. When they, when <laughs> I found out that Kyle Kuzma spent the Fourth of July with a Kardashian Jenner. I, okay, all right, all right. I've seen what happened with Ben Simmons when he got wrapped up into that life. I've seen what's happened with Chris Humphries. I saw what happened with Lamar Odom. I don't want that to happen to Kyle Kuzma. He went and dyed his hair. Okay, Los Angeles, that's how you get down. Want to be a pretty boy? I get it. Kuz, you shot 30% from three last year. Maybe kicking it on yacht with the ladies. He's working very hard this offseason. If the encore production is there, can't really talk about the off-the-court stuff, but just like how I had in the back of my mind where as far as Lonzo and him rapping and doing rap battles with Kuzma, I don't care what you do as long as that you're putting points on the board when it matters. Kuz had a sophomore slump, but we know in basketball, we got to see what that uh, year three is for a young player, see what if they're actually going to develop into a superstar. By year three, we saw Andrew Wiggins was not going to make another leap. This was Andrew Wiggins' game. Kyle Kuzma, a couple years older, right, so we're already getting closer to this is who he is. He's 23 right now, came in the league, obviously, at 21, an older rookie. So I need to, with all those things, age, drop off from last year, and um, hanging out with the Jenners, I just want to reserve judgment and see who I see from Mr. Kuzma this year. I got faith. I'm I'm rooting for him. You know I'm rooting for him. But I kind of need, you know, maybe Kobe spoiled all of us on the laser focus uh, vision about things. But I just need a little bit more focus from Mr. Kuzma. How do you feel about LeBron giving Anthony Davis number 23? Isn't that just the most precious thing? Like, I almost shed a tear. I was like, see, this this is what LeBron's about. To a lot of people, there's built in hate with LeBron James, but to people that actually sit there and observe what he actually does day in and day out, and year in and year out, you see he's a great guy. He killed two birds in one stone with giving AD his number. One, he showed that he was a great teammate. Two, 
he gets to officially say that this is a new, a re-beginning with the Lakers. Bron called last year uh, a test run. Uh, let's just see how this plays out. By switching up the numbers, I think LeBron signaling, oh, you're about to see a new, a new era of LeBron James basketball that you might have recognized back from the Heat days, but this is going to be a little bit different. And the difference is LeBron was just uh, – Chris Haynes came out and just said yesterday LeBron's going to be the full-time point guard. So if number six is point guard LeBron, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be scary. That's going to be real scary. I haven't asked you about the Warriors yet, and I'm curious, as someone who loves the Lakers and watches the Western Conference very closely, I feel like there are a lot of people throwing dirt on Steph's grave a little too quickly. Uh, I am uncomfortable with how people are like, oh, yeah, they won't make the playoffs, and if they get Clay back, that'd be great, but they're out of this. Aren't we talking about a team that, that still has still has Steph on it, still has Draymond on it, and that guy's won two MVPs. Are, are we re- ready to just throw – the dynasty's over. Like, that's over. But we're, we're ready to just go, nah, that's a wrap on them even being a playoff team? See, and this is a perfect question. So I've been battling with this and thinking about the Warriors and really a lot of other containing teams that have fallen off, right? Lawrence, do you think there is a difference between being a hater – and just someone that likes to talk smack. Can they be two different people? Can you be a heavy SHIT starter and SHIT talker, but not be a hater? Yes. I, I need to level set on that. You can, right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. they're, I think they're, they're, it's allowed. If you're speaking truth and you're not doing it just, just to troll, then yeah, I think that's possible. So with that said, I 100% agree. I take on the uh, persona, as I, uh, I talk smack on social media. But what I not do is lie on somebody. There was a lot of lying on Steph Curry right now and a lot of hating on this man. Like, granted, jokes are going to fly if you lose in the NBA. NBA Twitter is a whole different entity on its own. But make sure it's grounded in truth. By saying Steph is trash and how he's not a clutch player, because he missed that uh, potential game-winning shot in game six, that's, you know, that's being a little bit too recency biased. You know what, what kind of player Steph Curry is. He's not 35. This man is right in the middle of his prime. He has been, you know, better with his injuries lately. So I don't understand how, because Kevin Durant leaves, Steph Curry's star will not get, bigger or return to the same size of which it did before KD came. Like, if we're looking at the rosters, yeah, Andre Iguodala is no longer with them. The team's older. You got a young player in D'Angelo Russell now on um, on your squad to make probably one of the worst defensive backcourts in the league. Yes, but yes, if, but... I, if I, Steph I, Curry is here and he's healthy, I'm sorry, did his arm fall off? Correct. <laughs> like, he doesn't need a lot of room to get that shot off. So there's a, there's a lot of hate for Steph Curry right now. There's always been because he's a successful dude and he does it with a smile on his face. And we all know how people like to hate on people that are exceeding and succeeding in their lives and just seem happy all the time. We know those people. 
and we know that they usually get hate on. Uh, Lawrence, you seem like a very positive individual. People are probably annoyed at how positive you are and how much success that you are having. Why is he always happy? I don't understand. That's how they're, that's how they're treating Steph Curry. It's all right. When the Warriors get, you know, a six seed, people, don't, people are quick to forget that Clay Thompson is not dead. He just tore his ACL. He's going to be back January, February, get a couple of weeks to get back up to speed. Once again, that arm didn't fall off either. When the Warriors are knocking off the Denver Nuggets or, you know, the Portland Trailblazers in the first round of the playoffs, all of a sudden the whole Steph Curry is amazing is going to start trickling back in. But we talked about it already. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast yet again, and I'm, I'm looking forward to more NBA conversations with you as we get closer to the season. Congratulations on your offseason. Um, <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot to celebrate. I also think that, that, that there's been an evening of everything in the NBA. There, there's a bunch of teams that could win next year's championship, and I think the Lakers are one of them. So uh, as far as that's concerned, things are things are all right. Now I'm just looking for how quickly LeBron wants Frank Vogel fired. My God. Come on. We can't even get into the year yet before we start the passive-aggressive uh, LeBron. We know. Let him start 1-6, and six, Ricky, and let's see what happens. Oh, boy. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm fine. I, I'm happy. Let me be happy. My bad. My bad. I'm, I'm going to let you be happy, and we'll get you back on as we get closer to the NBA season. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Lawrence. Thank you. All right, man. Be well. Take care. That is Ricky Barnes of the Late Night Lake Show podcast. He is he is so happy right now. Good for him. Good for him. Appreciate you listening. I'll do some baseball tomorrow.